0: Also, before we get started, I just want to remind you that I am not a doctor. Before beginning an intermittent fasting protocol or making changes to your medication, I highly recommend that you speak to your doctor. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining today. Today, I wanted to bring you a solo episode because this is my two-year anniversary of intermittent fasting. Today is July 31st, 2023. I started fasting right around july 31st august 1st 2021 and a lot has changed in this two years uh, about a year ago i did a one-year anniversary podcast which you can listen to i thought it might be kind of interesting to go through my thought process and how things have changed year over year because the way i fast now two years in is different than the way i was fasting one year in i think if you go back and listen to that prior episode, you'll hear that I was, I would say a lot more strict about my fasting schedule. I try to eat in the middle of the day. I open my window for only a couple hours in the middle of the day and usually close it by one or two o'clock at the latest. And I don't eat dinner for the most part. And I've been doing that almost since the beginning. And so I have about two years of experience doing it that way. So. In the beginning, especially, I would become very stressed out if I didn't get at least 19 or 20 hours of fasting in, or if a friend invited me for dinner. Those kind of things would really throw me off. And, like, hypothetically, back then when a friend would invite me for dinner or something like that, I might fat, do an extra long fast to get me to dinner and skip my midday meal. And then the following day, i would have to adjust again my fasting schedule until i could get it back into that midday range so it was a little bit of a process i was very married to the idea of 19 plus hours of fasting and really trying to limit the number of times that i would eat dinner and things like that things have changed i still do try to get a minimum of 19 hours of fasting in most days i do most days i get anywhere between 20 and 23 hours of fasting, but there are days when I don't, when I don't reach 19. Sometimes I'll reach only 15 or 16 hours of fasting depending on if I ate dinner the night before. As of right now, I have become a lot less stressed out if somebody wants to, a friend wants to eat dinner with me or something like that. I don't decline those invitations anymore. I don't sit at the restaurant and not eat anymore, which I used to do frequently. Now I'll be social, I'll eat something. I won't eat a lot. Usually I'll try to keep it to something smallish. Like I I try not to eat a huge meal at dinner, but sometimes I eat a huge meal. It just depends on the occasion and what's going on. But when I go out, I I try to be cognizant of just how much I'm eating because all of my insulin settings are tied to having an an eating window that ends around one or two o'clock in the afternoon, not Seven or eight in the evening. So you know, if I eat later in the day, then there's a good chance that overnight I'll have to increase my basal rate or something like that, or end up with a high blood sugar overnight. So I, I try to I do try to minimize uh, the impact of dinner if I eat dinner. I would say nowadays I eat dinner maybe one one to two times a week, and I don't try to make it up on the back end. So if I eat dinner with somebody and I close my eating window at 8 o'clock, let's say, I will reopen my eating window again the following day around 11 or 12. I don't sit and try to get extra hours in because I had a later night and I I don't try to necessarily get to 19 or 20 hours the following day. It doesn't bother me anymore. So that's something that I have been doing which is a really big departure from where I had been previously. Uh, I think intuitively i know now that i my lifestyle is one that i don't eat dinner so you know on a consistent basis and i just know that and i'm comfortable with that i'm not afraid that if i eat dinner that all is lost and that i'll stop fasting and you know the wheels will come off i am much more comfortable with this lifestyle i have a much deeper knowing that this is something that i will be doing for the rest of my life so if i eat dinner one or two times a week i know that that doesn't mean that i am a regular dinner eater it does not mean that it just means that i was Trying to be social and and i'm eating dinner on on occasion now with that said if i am eating two meals a day on those days where i eat dinner i don't do an extra long fast during the day to get me to dinner you know i i will still open my eating window around 11 or 12 and you know early afternoon eat a lunch and then i won't snack or anything and then i'll get to dinner and i'll eat like a light dinner that's usually how i do it i don't like I said, I don't try to do an extra long fast if I know I'm eating dinner to get me to dinner. I don't try to make up the hours somewhere. I just accept the fact that this will be a two meal day instead of a one meal a day. So that's been, that's been sort of an interesting shift. And in that vein, as you might expect, I have gained some weight. Um, I used to be in a 92 to 95 pound, um that, that was my, my weight average was anywhere between 92 and 95 pounds and I tried to keep it in there. I've gained weight. I've probably gained five or six pounds from there. So, you know, it's it's been kind of annoying because I've had to buy new clothes. And it's it's not fun to gain weight. Let's be honest, it's not fun, but I've decided that the extra weight is okay. I still look good. I'm still being I'm still able to manage my diabetes well with the protocol that I'm on. So I've just decided to bite the bullet, buy some bigger clothes again, and If you're new to fasting, I think that's a good thing to think about. If you're new in and you've been losing a lot of weight and you're throwing away all your bigger clothes, I'm not saying don't throw away your bigger clothes, especially from when you were at your largest. You you know, I was at my higher weight and I know this is a very low weight for a lot of people listening to this. I was around 123 pounds, I'm four feet 11 inches. And so I started throwing away clothes that I would wear when I was 123 pounds However, I should not have thrown away all the clothes when I was 100 pounds, because guess what? I need them again. So, you know, if you have some of those clothes that as you've been going down in weight, you've been buying, uh, and you just think, oh, I'll never need those again, don't throw those away just yet. Keep a few th- few items from your processes. you go down in weight. I, I don't like the fact that I've gained weight, to be honest, but uh, it's, and it's something that I do think about a lot, But It's something that I, like I said, I made that decision that the trade-off was worth it because I just want to be more social. I don't want to be so tightly controlled on on every single thing that I put in my mouth. And I've just decided to loosen the reins a little bit. So in that same vein about gaining a little bit of weight, I have also decided that weighing on a daily basis is not necessarily something that I need to continue doing. I still do weigh. Uh, I weigh maybe every two or three days now, I don't weigh every single day. I was finding that the weight on the scale was really impacting my mental health. And honestly, it's just the day-to-day fluctuations don't really mean anything. All they, all they can accomplish is make, make you feel bad for the day for no good reason. So, you know, I do it every couple days, as long as I'm not really, really gaining tremendous amounts of weight. I don't really need to see the everyday weight on the scale. I go by how my clothes feel. That's that's a big indicator. Uh, my insulin levels, I'll know if I'm gaining weight, my insulin needs will go way up. So I can tell when I'm gaining weight. I don't necessarily need a scale to tell me and I don't need to know, you know, within a tenth of a pound how much I weigh. It's just not useful information anymore. And I think uh, in the beginning when I was losing weight actively and really trying to maintain my weight in a tight range, I think the daily weighing was helpful. But at this point, two years in, I don't see the value in doing that every single day anymore so that's that's been a change Um, in addition with the weight that i have gained i have also had to adjust my insulin settings as you know every time you gain or lose weight you need to adjust your basal rates um, your insulin to carb ratio may change your insulin sensitivity factor may change all those things had to be updated for me as i was gaining weight so that that's been a process and it has been just as when I was losing weight I had a lot of bad blood sugars trying to figure out my new insulin settings on the way down when I'm gaining weight I also have to think about new insulin settings on the way up I've had a lot more high blood sugars that I haven't liked that I've had to deal with Uh, I think this time around the culprit really has been the insulin sensitivity factor I hadn't really been changing those as much and I was messing around more with the basal rates and the insulin to carb and all those other things and kind of left the insulin sensitivity factor alone. But I I actually made very big changes to the insulin sensitivity factor and that seems to be working out well for me. So if if you're having trouble with persistent highs, definitely look at your insulin to your insulin sensitivity ratio to see if that needs to be worked on. And I also want to tell you that I I'm still doing the no sugar and no artificial sweetener thing. I quit sugar in March of this year and I haven't had artificial sweeteners since April of this year, so that's been going well. I also attribute some of that to my weight gain. I've been eating a lot more fruit, natural sugars versus anything processed or artificial or you know, cake or anything like that. I've only had dessert in that period of time maybe twice when I was out with a friend, um, but as a, in practice, I don't I don't eat sugar. I just don't do it anymore, and I think that's really good. And again, um, you know, as I've been reducing or elim- I actually eliminated sugar. As I've eliminated sugar, I have overcompensated with other things: fruit, nuts, yogurt, things like that. And yeah, I've put on some weight, and I have just decided in my mind, and no diet coke and things like that. I've decided that. It's better to not have those things in my diet, even if I weigh a few pounds more, because at my at my height, the weight that I'm at is still a very healthy weight. So I've decided that that trade-off is fine. I'm okay with it. I don't need to um, I don't need to have those things. I'd rather have the extra few pounds than go back to eating the way I was, which I think was unhealthy and is unhealthy long-term. And I'm glad not to have those things in my diet, I don't crave them anymore. I had been craving them really um, intensely for a long period of time after I quit them. Now I feel like those cravings have largely subsided. I do still on occasion, with respect to the artificial sweeteners and drinks, like diet sodas for example, I, a lot of times I'll be like, oh man, I really wish I could have a diet something, diet Coke or whatever. But I don't do that. I just don't allow myself to do that. It's a, you know, every single day I, I fight that. Sometimes I'll get like a can of just plain seltzer water and and drink that instead. And sometimes that satisfies the craving. Sometimes it does not. It just depends on the day. And some days are harder than others. And I just try to push through it as best I can. And so another big change that I would say is I was always playing around this whole, you know, basically since I started intermittent fasting, trying to determine when is the best time to exercise when you're, you know, you have, when you're intermittent fasting and you have diabetes, in particular type one. So I'd played around with, I swim a lot for exercise and for therapy. And so I had been swimming in the evenings. So I would end my, I would close my eating window at one or 2 p.m. and then try to swim at like seven or eight in the evening. So, you know, at that point, the insulin was out of my system and the food had been digesting and that went reasonably well, but I still had to, I would still eat carbs before I got in the pool because I would go low a lot. And the more I think about it, the more I realize, even though my pump tells me, with I take FIASP insulin in my pump, even though that FIASP insulin model, I, I can't remember if it, if it gets it out of your system in four or five hours, if that's what it says. I don't remember, but one of the two, it, it says that FIASP is completely out of your system in four or five hours. I actually think that might not be true because when I would swim, I would often go low. And in theory, I should have had no insulin on board aside from my basal. And maybe you could argue that my basal was too high, and maybe it was, but I think it's more likely that the insulin was not from my mealtime completely out of my system. There might have just been a little bit of residual there. So what I have decided to do now is to exercise swim or walk or whatever i'm going to do in the morning i find that when i wake up my blood sugar is you know usually in range and so i take advantage of that fact and when i swim for example i don't change to any kind of exercise setting or anything like that i just get in the pool and i swim and my blood sugar is usually pretty good and same thing when i walk um when i walk i might i might bring my insulin level down just a little bit like to 80 percent um but i don't i don't make significant changes anymore i find that my body is much more able to tolerate any sort of exercise if it's in the morning and i am fasted i've just found that to be like the secret for me and if you're a type one I, if I were you, I would seriously consider that. I think it will help you a lot. Now, I will say when I do finish exercising, I get very hungry. So I may open my eating window a little early if I have exercised on a particular day. You know, usually I try to open it around 11, um, maybe even 12 p.m. But on the days that I exercise in the morning, I find that I open it a little earlier, usually like 10.30, you know, some sometimes 10, just depends on the day and what I've done. So that's something to consider if you are a type one and you exercise on, on a fasted, and you're, and you're fasted, you may experience hunger. And you may, even if you're type two or somebody else, that may be true too. I just noticed that with myself, that's a, a persistent issue for me. And the last thing I wanna say about intermittent fasting as I reach my two year anniversary here, is that I have really settled into this as a lifestyle. I no longer have any question about like am I going to do this for the rest of my life? The answer is yes, I will. And I don't have any sort of anxiety about fasting anymore. I would say even if I ate dinner for a week in a row, let's say I ate lunch and dinner for a week in a row, like let's say hypothetically I went on some sort of vacation or something like that and I was eating two meals a day every single day. I haven't done that, but I'm just saying if I were to do that, I still think that when I got back from that time that I would be able to go back to one meal a day. I think that that is now my standard and I don't see that changing. And now if you do if I do eat dinner two days in a row, back to back, it is harder for me to get back into the one one meal a day routine. I'm not going to say that that it's not harder, but I have always been able to do it and I I do it. I don't have any issues getting back there. It may be a little uncomfortable for a day or two, but I can always get back. And I've tested this enough to know that I can always get back to my fasting schedule. So I don't have any kind of anxiety or fear that I will no longer fast. I will always fast. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode about my two-year anniversary. If you've been fasting for a while and you've been in maintenance for a long time, send me an email. I'd love to hear about it. And I really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. I hope it's helping you. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. And if you're interested in being a guest, please email me at fastlifewithdiabetes at gmail.com. Thanks so much. Have a great day.